It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is January 22nd, 2019. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You of course find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll go kind of quick. We'll talk about the Magic's win over the Atlanta Hawks, a 122-103 victory. Uh... Continuing some reaction to some of the statements that uh, Nikola Vucevic made after Saturday's loss, uh, coming into Monday's game, uh, them calling it some people calling it a must-win, um, and Evan Fournier speaking very bluntly about the situation the Magic are in as they continue to fight for their playoff spot. And then I'll comment a little bit about um, Aaron Gordon's absence and how the Magic's bench has actually stepped up in the process uh, as as Orlando. Um, tries to, again, stay in this playoff race. But before we do any of that, I want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you are looking for. There are NFL, po- there are NBA podcasts covering every team in the NBA, Locked On NBA as well, but there's also NFL podcasts. Getting ready for Super Bowl 53, you can check out Locked On Patriots and Locked On Rams to get you set for the big matchup. Still a little salty about the refs, Locked On Saints might be for you. You can find all those podcasts plus Locked On NFL by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for. There's Locked On NBA podcasts, NFL, MLB, and colleges to MLB season, of course, coming up very shortly as well. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Find them all on iTunes. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for or ask your smart device, your home smart device, I guess. I don't know what they're called. Um, You can ask your device as well to play your favorite Locked On podcast, just tell it to play podcast, Locked On Magic. You could just, just say Locked On Magic. That, that's, that's all good, too. There was a lot, I wouldn't say a lot of tension, but there was certainly a, a sense of urgency entering the Orlando Magic's game against the Atlanta Hawks on Monday to say this is a major turning point in the season. It's something like 18 of the final 36 games of the season are playing played against teams 
with very similar records to the Magic. The Magic still have one more game against the Bulls, game against a couple games against the Cavs. They've still got a lot of teams left on their schedule, of course, and, and there's still a few West Coast teams they have to play as well, including the Thunder, the Rockets on Sunday, the Thunder next Tuesday. The Pelicans, I think they still have to play as well. No big West Coast road trips, but yeah, a three-game losing streak and the Magic now, the Magic entering the day three, three and a half games out of the final playoff spot. It did feel like there was a hint of urgency that yes, Orlando has to right the ship. They have to play a certain way. They have to do all the things that they need to do to start winning basketball games and actually start collecting those wins if they want to stay in the playoff race. And again, everything does have that shading to it because the goal for the team is the playoffs. And yeah, the trade deadline's February 7th, only upping the urgency to pick up those wins now and prove to management, to prove to the front office, that this team is in it for the long haul to stay in this race. Monday's game was a win, 122-103 over the Atlanta Hawks. In some respects, it will alleviate some of those fears. In some respects, it will not. The Magic got the win. Most important thing to, to say about that, they picked up the victory. They won the game. That's, that's really all that matters in the end. And their defense in the second half especially was fantastic. They outscored Atlanta 62-46 to in the second half. And really, Orlando, they were up by three at the beginning of the third quarter. They won the third quarter 31-21. They held the lead by double digits for most of the rest of the game. And with five minutes to go, up by, I think it was not a six, Nikola Vucevic had a nice block. Um, that started a fast break. That got DJ Augustin a three-pointer. Magic were up by nine. And from there, with about five minutes ago, they extended that nine, 11-point lead out to as much as 19. Orlando ran away with this one in the end. And frankly, it's exactly, I would call it a professional win. It's exactly what a team that has playoff aspirations is supposed to do to a team that is probably not playing for the playoffs at this point. The Magic took care of business. That's really the best way to describe it. They they did what they had to do. But certainly, there were moments of unease. The first quarter especially was extremely sloppy. 31-28 Hawks advantage. The Hawks were doing all the things that they do to score. Getting to the basket, spreading the floor out, driving to the paint, getting open threes. Uh, and Orlando just didn't seem really engaged defensively. And, you know, as I said on the podcast yesterday with Atlanta, their offense is very good, but they will make a lot of mistakes. They'll, they, they have the highest turnover rate in the league by far, and Orlando forced 13 turnovers. Not a high, not a particularly high number, but they forced a ton of mistakes by the end of the game. At the beginning of the game, the Hawks were able to run their offense pretty freely. The Magic were not really engaged physically in the game, and if it weren't for Nikola Vucevic's strong effort, the, the Hawks could have been up pretty by a pretty sizable amount. Not not that it may not have mattered, because once Orlando did focus in, Atlanta never Atlanta didn't really make any serious runs at the lead. Uh, the Magic just the Magic continually made the plays that they had to to keep the Hawks at a distance. They answered every run. They finished the game like you're supposed to. Like like the Magic haven't been of late. And so Orlando really, again, just took care of their business. They moved the ball. They got open shots. They made their shots, 50.5% shooting, 11 for 29 from beyond the arc, 19 for 21 from the foul line. 
They got big assist games from Evan Fournier with seven, Terrence Ross with seven, DJ Augustin with four. 29 assists on 46 field goal makes is okay. The Magic want to be up around 30 assists per game, I think. They took care of their business, but it wasn't like that in the first quarter. And so the Magic are still sort of seeking a full 48-minute effort. The Hawks are the kind of team, though, where you can make mistakes because if you lock in defensively, the Hawks will make mistakes back and it's just about taking advantage of them. So the Magic did their job on that end. But certainly you didn't like, if this was truly a must-win game, a Game 7, as Vucevic put it after Saturday's game, Magic sure didn't play with that kind of intensity early. Maybe it was a 3 o'clock start. Who knows? But once the team got engaged into the game, Orlando played one of their best, most complete efforts of the season. Maybe that's a little too much, but they played a really strong game. I mean, Atlanta still had 106.2, still had a, a 106.2 offensive rating, still scored 106.2 points per 100 possessions. But every other piece got into place. The bench, especially, was really good. No player off the Magic's bench had a defensive rating better than 100, worse or worse than 100. The, 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 the Hawks essentially did not score a point per possession while any bench player was in the game. Of course, that's surprising. We'll talk a little bit about that coming up. So, Orlando did their work, 122-103 over the Hawks. They did their work. They got the job done. And again, just kind of took care of business. And that, that's there's plenty to clean up, clean up and plenty to, to continue to improve on. But Orlando did their job. They took, again, took care of business, did their job. 20 and 27 on the year. They're, you know, still chasing, but in good shape. But of course, we're playing to a higher standard here. And I, this is an argument I get into a little bit sometimes with people on Twitter who are like, why are the Magic still trying to win games? This isn't a playoff team. And it's like, no. They're trying to play to a higher standard. They're trying to play to the playoffs because that's where they ultimately want to be. That's where they think they can get. And you have to play to that standard sometimes. And I, and I think sometimes sometimes I think that the magic aren't always up to that standard. They, they haven't been able to play to that level for 48 minutes in, in a while, at least. And so coming out of this game, starting this game a little sluggish, a little slow, Orlando had to kind of get pushed up to that level. They needed the threat of the Hawks to get them there. And, and I think these next stretch of games are going to really see and test the intensity of this team, whether they can play with that level and that fire without that test because they're going to play teams that are essentially even with them in the standings for the for the next for the foreseeable future. Brooklyn on Wednesday, Washington on Friday, at Houston on Sunday, which is a better team frankly. Oklahoma City next Tuesday. And then I believe the Pacers on Thursday. Three very good teams coming up after this stretch. So, Orlando's got to find a way to get wins and they got to play with the kind of energy, intensity and communication that they did in the second half. Don't get anything wrong or crooked here. The Magic are aiming for the playoffs. After Saturday's game, 
you know, Nikola Vucevic told the media that that every game from here on out is a game seven. That the margin for error doesn't exist anymore. Not that Orlando has to win every game. It's not a literal game seven. But they've got to find a way to string wins together. And players credited that speech or credited the sentiments that Vucevic shared with the media that he surely shared with the team in private after the game that they credited that that kind of fire from Vucevic who played a fantastic game, at least offensively, from start to finish and, and the defense again picked up as the game went on. They credited that with kind of rallying the troops a little bit here. And of course, momentum is the next day's pitcher. The Magic have to do it again Wednesday. But Evan Fournier's comments and, and are, are, are prescient here. Uh, from John Denton of OrlandoMagic.com, Evan Fournier said, quote, We're not stupid. We know that if we don't make the playoffs this year, this is probably it for us. Just like him, Vucevic, and myself, we like it here in Orlando. And we like to play with each other. He went on to say, quote, We've struggled for so long here, and we want to see the results. We spent so much time and hours with the Magic, and you want to see it work. End quote. Jonathan Isaac went on to add again from John Denton of OrlandoMagic.com, quote, I'd say he was just adamant, and you could just see the want on his face. Speaking about Vucevic. It was just this realization that it really is go time, and we need to fasten our seatbelts and get to work. It's important to remember, and I'll talk, I think I'm going to try and talk a little bit about, more about this tomorrow. It's important to remember that outside of really Terrence Ross and Jonathan Simmons, no one on this team has been through this playoff battle before. Not while they were in the rotation. I asked Steve Clifford about this um, over the weekend on Friday. And he said... You know, Vooch, Vooch and Evan both went to the playoffs their rookie year, but they weren't really part of the rotation. They were in and out of the rotation their rookie years. And so they've never been through this fight either. And so there, there is, I think, a little bit of institutional knowledge that, that the Magic don't have as they go through this race. So should they have played with this kind of fire and this intensity earlier? Yes. And I think Clifford has tried to tell them that. But now they can see how close they really are. This is the closest the Magic have been to the playoffs, the latest the Magic have been in the playoff race at any time since Dwight Howard left. Just just remember that. Forget that the Magic have won just 20 games. I, I get a lot of comments saying, this is a sub-500 team. You don't want to make the playoffs sub-500. You know, And yeah, that's probably true. That they are a sub-500 team. But all that is frankly irrelevant because the playoffs are a relative goal. This year, the playoffs are within reach. And so the Magic have to play up to that standard. It took them a while, but they got there on Monday. And against the Hawks, that's okay. Against the Nets, what we saw Friday, that laxing on the Nets for even just a moment can get you in big trouble. So the Magic do have to come out focused and prepared in a way that they weren't Monday on Wednesday night. But you can, and I can say this just from being around the guys, no one wants to succeed with this team more than Nikola Vucevic 
and, and honestly, Evan Fournier, and, and I would say Aaron Gordon too. I I, I really I, I think Aaron Gordon wants to succeed, but I think it's a, a slightly different with him. Fuchovic for sure. I'm glad to to hear that he's taking ownership of this team, that he is kind of telling everyone this is not going to fly anymore and we've got to be better. I'm really glad to hear that from him because I I do think that this is his team. This is his legacy on the line. He's a top 10 player in Magic history. I, I don't think you can argue that. The only thing missing from his resume is any type of team success. And, I, you know, I like the guy. I'd like to see him have that success. But it's going to take a lot of work, a lot more work than the Magic have put in so far. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's run through the final box for you real fast here. A couple of really strong performances, of course. Uh, Aaron Gordon missing the game once again with lower back soreness. Uh, it, It sounds like he's... Pretty close to coming back. It's it's still not clear, I think, but but it wouldn't surprise me if he plays Wednesday, or if not Wednesday, then plays again on Friday. It doesn't seem like it's a super serious injury, but Orlando got guys to step up that they absolutely needed to step up to win this game. Nikola Vucevic was strong throughout the game offensively. 29 points, 12 for 23 shooting, 14 rebounds for him, two blocks as well. Um, Vucevic, is, I mean, I, I say this all the time, Vucevic is just the rock. Whatever the Magic need, you can rely on Vucevic to give it to you. Um, you need him to post up. You need him to do this. You need him to do, to do that. He will do it and and do it well and do it effectively. And I, I think that's again all you can really ask for from him from from uh, at that position. And, and so the Magic got exactly what they needed uh, from him. They needed him to step up and score more. He did that Saturday. Uh, did it again on this game. The only thing I would say. Uh, that that Vucevic continues to need to improve on. Um, his defense has slipped a little bit. Um, he's been caught flat-footed a few times. Uh, he struggled with the shooting big men. Struggled with Brook Lopez. Struggled with Dwayne Dedman in this one. Um, so he's got to kind of tighten that up a little bit. But overall, once he settled into the game, once the Magic got their momentum going, Vucevic was perfect on both ends of the floor. And, and obviously, uh, he's been the team MVP all year long. Evan Fournier though stepped up with a very very big game as well. Twenty nine points for him. 9 for 18 shooting, 3 for 6 from beyond the arc, 8 for 9 from the foul line, 7 assists for him. Slow start for Evan Fournier, too. Had a couple turnovers that didn't really like a shot selection early on, but he got himself going, and, and, and the Magic really turned this game around when Fournier turned his game around. When Fournier started attacking the basket a lot more effectively uh, and got, got to the basket, got to the foul line, started hitting his three-pointers, um, started hitting his floaters and runners. Like he just had it all going today. And, and the Hawks just, they're not a good defensive team. Uh, let's, just, let's just be perfectly clear on that. The Hawks are not a good defensive team. And so Orlando took advantage of that, attacked the paint, attacked the basket, were able to get to the foul line, were able to work for good shots off the pass. Fournier was looking to move the ball, just very under control. And I think I think sometimes Fournier gets a little wild or, or, or tries to get a little cute with his in-between game. Today, everything was very straightforward. 
um, very uh, just just very under control. And, and I think that that obviously the Magic needed that with Gordon out. Um, but I think they need this kind of play from Fournier overall. Terrence Ross off the bench, 16 points, five rebounds, seven assists, seven for 15 shooting, one for seven from beyond the arc. Um, again, just Ross is in there for instant offense. Couldn't hit the three very effectively. But again, just like Evan Fournier was able to get inside the lane, get inside the basket, was able to move the ball effectively, um, obviously helped the team out tremendously there. DJ August, another solid game, 15 points, four for eight shooting, four for six from beyond the arc, four assists for him. Uh, and then just a couple of nice performances. Mobamba with eight points. He's playing a lot more confidently, I thought. Um, you know, I, I kind of mentioned this during the game. He had a really nice block uh, at the end of the first quarter. Um, but just the way he's moving around, both on offense and defense, having that time off, uh, you know, missed four games with a, with foot soreness, I think that really refreshed him. Uh, you know, I, 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 I think that you sometimes forget that 82 games is a lot, but what they're physically asking these players to do every night is a lot. Uh, and, uh, and and I think it does take rookies some time to adjust, at least a full season to adjust just to understand the, the physical tasks they're going through. And then honestly, probably a second year to fully adjust to the league. I mean, let's, uh, let's, let's take an example here. Donovan Mitchell was fantastic his rookie year. Um, you know, he had his, uh, he had some laws that I think people forget about it was fantastic though. But this year, it's been a different animal for him because now he's got defenses keyed on him, uh, and 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 going through the whole schedule again has been a bit big challenge, I think, for him. And he'll he'll be fine. He'll figure it out. He'll get used to it and get his body accustomed to it, and understand how he has to prepare for it. Uh, but I think you don't really understand um, understand what you're going through here until you go through it, uh, and so. You know, going from college where you play two games a week, it's really spread out most of the time. You get three, four days in between uh, playing 30 games in a season to playing, you know, three, four games per week, 82 games. It's a lot. And so I think Bomba sitting out a week really energized him. And I think uh, brought back, I think, some of the verve that we saw, especially early in the season when, when he was like, had a lot more energy and everything was new. And so. Um, really impressed with Bomba. I thought he played really, really well in this game. He's really played really, really well since coming back from the injury. Jonathan Simmons, I thought, also had a nice game. Seven points, three for six shooting. I'll talk about him in a moment. Jonathan Isaac, eight points, nine rebounds, three assists, two blocks, four for eight shooting. Um, Isaac's game is really all about confidence. I, I, I really believe this. Um, you can usually tell what kind of game Jonathan Isaac's going to have within really the first couple minutes he's in the game. Um, if, if he makes his shots early, you can just feel the confidence coming through him. And he's been comfortable for the most part, you know, scoring eight, nine, 10 points per game. And we're not expecting a lot from him offensively, but defense is where he has to make his mark. And you do see when he misses shots, sometimes his defensive energy drains. Um, he made a shot uh, sometimes some point in the second quarter, and you could just kind of see that confidence growing in him and his defense in the second half was really, really good. Um, did great job blocking shots, did a great job kind of protecting the rim, uh, moving his feet and, and being a pest. Um, you know, he still makes rookie mistakes. So, you know, I, I, I'm treating this as his rookie year. I know uh, some people don't want to hear that, but he's essentially a rookie. Um, and, and and I think that Isaac really showed a lot of confidence and helped out on the glass, you know, made some key defensive plays and really stepped in for Aaron Gordon in that defensive role that the Magic really needed. And, and Isaac, I think, really struggled against Milwaukee um, it was a big ta- big ask to have him guard Giannis Antetokounmpo. 
Um, he's not. He, he'll get there. I think he'll be that kind of a defender, but he's not there yet. Um, you know, again, he's essentially a rookie. Um, but um, I, I think that we saw Isaac take a nice step forward. I, you know, I think generally we're, we're we're seeing him show flashes of what he can be. Maybe not all that everyone wants yet, but but definitely moving in the right direction. Uh, Orlando shoots. 50.5% from the floor, 11 for 29 from beyond the arc, 19 for 21 from the foul line. They turn the ball over eight times, record eight block shots, and score 122 points. Their offense really clicking right now. So if they can get that defense at a good level, the Magic are playing some really, really good basketball overall. I mean, that's why I'm not so down on this team, actually, is the issues are their defense, is their defense, which we know they can fix. Um, I hate seeing them waste so many good offensive games because we don't know how many they have. But the Magic are in a good offensive groove. We saw what happened earlier in the year when the Magic got in a good offensive groove. That's when they kind of built up some wins to to stay in this playoff race. With the team in a good offensive groove now, the Magic need to get wins. They need to pick up wins now before the offense drops off, before teams adjust and figure out what they're doing differently on offense. Um, and, and, And so this is a big, big moment where the defense has to be there. That has to be something they rely on if they want to win. And, and they were able to do that against Atlanta. Atlanta shoots just 45.3% from the floor, 9 for 30 from beyond the arc, 16 for 23 from the foul line. They're led in scoring by Dwayne Dedman, who had 24 points on 5 for 7 three-point shooting, 21 points from Trey Young. He also had four turnovers. Um, Atlanta gets 15 points off the bench from Jeremy Lin. But the Orlando Magic win the game 122-103 to 103 over the Atlanta Hawks. Next on to Brooklyn to take on the Brooklyn Nets on Wednesday. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I've talked a lot about some some big long-term issues in the playoffs and, and all that stuff. And, and, and that stuff's important, so I, I talked about it first. But I, I do want to take a moment here before potentially Aaron Gordon comes back uh, into the lineup to, to highlight something that is really important for this team moving forward uh, and bodes well for them uh, as, as they continue to, to try and make the playoffs. It's been no secret. The Magic's depth and their bench has been one of the main weaknesses of the team. Orlando just has not, does not have a lot of scoring off the bench outside of Terrence Ross. Terrence Ross essentially is the bench offense. They don't have a lot of great playmakers. They, they don't have that backup point guard that they really need. This is a flawed roster, and depth is a big reason why. And balancing how to put together a bench lineup, a bench rotation that can be effective has been one of the biggest challenges Steve Clifford has had with this roster, with this team. So, I think it's been kind of surprising the last two games with Aaron Gordon out that it's been two bench players who have really stepped up to to keep the magic afloat. Two guys who've been out of the rotation essentially for the entire year and have really done some some great things for this team. Jonathan Simmons, we know, is a rotation caliber player. We've seen him play at that level. We've seen him, 
you know, do some really good things in a Magic uniform, even this season. But this season has been a struggle for him. It, it feels like he hasn't really recovered from the wrist injury, from the wrist surgery that that kept him out for most of the summer, uh, and he struggled to get back into the swing of things. The shot has just not come around. But they all know his potential. They know what he's valuable, valuable for. And so Simmons got opportunities to start, got opportunities to play early on. The struggles continued, and he was since replaced with Wes Awundu in the rotation. So Simmons has essentially sat out for most of the last month, last or last two, three weeks. That the, the, They tried to run him as the backup point guard. Didn't really work. And so he got pushed out of the rotation, not because he's a bad player, partially because he's struggling, but because there are other players that, that, that have earned the right to play and have played effectively, and there's only so many minutes Clifford can dole out. So Simmons sat on the bench. But with Gordon out, Clifford turned to the one that he trusts most, and that's Simmons. And Simmons came in and, you know, you didn't know how he would play. A guy who really hasn't played meaningful minutes since the Detroit game at home, maybe? The Magic needed him in this moment. The Magic needed him to step up to the plate. With Aaron Gordon out, a a player who's so vital to everything the Magic does, they needed two players specifically to play well and play effectively. And it wasn't really clear if they would or if they could. Jonathan Simmons, though, did. Jarrell Martin did. At least the last two games, a small sample size, I I agree. They both played within their roles. They played effectively. They made a difference in both of those games. And for a team that has so many depth issues, who really can't trust their bench, to get those kinds of contributions, to ask players who've been out of the rotation for so long, to come in and step up to the plate is absolutely huge. To me, it's a sign of a positive coaching culture because these are players who are still engaged with the team enough that when their turn comes, they're not out there for themselves. They're out there to make the team better, to help the team in any way they can. I think it's a credit to the coaching staff for keeping them ready physically and mentally to enter the games as seamlessly as they have. And I think, as much as anything, this is a sign that what Steve Clifford and his staff are doing is working. We're not seeing it fully in the results yet, and although I would argue that we are seeing it in the results, we're not seeing it perhaps fully in the results quite yet for the overall team. But seeing these guys play this way, this effectively, after so long out of the rotation is a positive sign. Jonathan Simmons has scored 17 points on 7 for 14 shooting in the last two games. It's not overly impressive. 8.5 points per game, 50% shooting, but considering he's averaging about 7 points per game anyway, but shooting 
at least 29% on threes. It's not less than 30, I believe. But, you know, a sub 50% effective field goal percentage, this is a positive sign. We're not seeing Simmons making wild forays to the basket. He's playing really within himself and keeping the ball moving. When the shot's there, he takes it. When it's not, he tries to drive to the open lane or dish it back out around the perimeter. He's been a really effective player. This is the way you want Jonathan Simmons playing. Jarrell Martin has essentially not been in the rotation at all this season to spot minutes here and there. But he's, frankly, improved his three-point shooting in the time that he's been out of the lineup. He's a career 33.6 three-point shooter but hit four of his five three-pointers against the Bucks, just fresh off the bench. And then two of three from beyond the arc against the Hawks. Again, there's no substitute for having players who are ready to play. Doesn't matter if they've played every game this year, haven't played in a month, haven't played all year. When their number is called, They play well. They play their role. Isaiah Briscoe did it. Wessa Wundu did it. They they went a long time without playing. Long time out of the rotation. But when Steve Clifford called for them to make a contribution, those role players at least have largely done so. Clifford has said this a few times uh, in in press conferences when, when when you ask about the depth a little bit. He says, you know, everyone's going to get their turn. The season is really long. There's still a lot of season left to play. 35 games, I believe. Everyone will have to contribute something at some point. The question is, are you going to be ready when it's your turn? This weekend, or Saturday and Monday, it was Jonathan Simmons and Jarrell Martin's turn. They may not be in the rotation. They may be taken out of the rotation again when Aaron Gordon returns. But their turn came up and they delivered for the Orlando Magic. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including the latest rumors involving the Magic, check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. We'll be back again tomorrow with another episode of Locked on Magic. So until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.